So what's up? Um, <laughs> not much. What about you? <laughs> I am. I am uh, starting my day off right by um, lying in bed for the past three hours. I'm just being very hungover. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of energy we're gonna have yeah. today, huh? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good. It's a good place to be for this on a movie, Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, this movie, this movie is like this movie is definitely like not to not to just like steal things from other podcasts wholesale, but this is an absolute hangover movie. Yeah, I mean, like I would, a- I would absolutely watch this movie when hungover. <laughs> I just, I don't like, feel like anything you, happens enough. That you, I mean, you, you pass out for a bit. You, yeah. yeah, you pass out for the boring ex- exposition, and then you like see someone's eye get popped out of their skull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> you just kind of fade in and out, but um. My morning was, I already told Alex about this, but um, it has been so, I decided to make an omelet, and it has been so long since I made eggs, I forgot how to make an omelet, so I just, like, I put the butter in the pan, and I put it over some heat, and then I crack an egg into the frying pan, and I start, like, stirring it, I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. That's not how you make an omelet. <laughs> No. no, you have to break a few eggs though. In yeah, order you to do. do. So yeah, it's such a thing, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I, I made omelets for my roommates, and they were they were okay. They were passable. You... I seasoned mine with pe- with I seasoned mine heartily with pepper and sriracha. Uh, would you put in yours, okay. or were they just straight egg? Uh, they had cheese in them. Cool. cool. Normally, mm-hmm. I go for onion too, but uh, they, we didn't have any in the house. So this is great radio. <laughs> <laughs> I used to make omelets. Yeah. all the time in college. Um. And yeah, just anything we had in the refrigerator, I would just throw into them. Um, so uh, I've had carrots and omelets before because I wanted a vegetable in there, um, and that was interesting. I would say I would qualify that experience as interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have like a frame of reference because I just I kind of hate most egg dishes. Sure. I mean, me too. I just I really yeah. genuinely just do not like egg dishes. My only exceptions are. This one time I went to visit friend of the podcast and someone we absolutely have to have on as a guest sometime soon, Blair, uh, Ollie. Sure. Um, I went to visit him and uh, the morning that I left uh, his Long Island house, his parents were like, hey, have some quiche for the road. And I'm like, oh shit, quiche. Uh, sure. Because <laughs> I didn't want to turn it down. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was good. That's the only quiche I've ever eaten that I liked. And then I like omelets. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I I can only really fuck with egg fried rice. Sure. And everything else can, like, I don't know, die? (laughs) Die, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) I have have very specific egg tastes. Um, Fuck a hard-boiled egg. Hard-boiled eggs are nasty. Fuck a hard-boiled egg. Um, I will not. I started seeing a therapist, and her re- and one of her recommendations to me to like work on my depression is like eat all like three meals. And uh, one of the first things she suggested she suggested was like, what if you tried like making some hard boiled eggs the night before, and then like oh, eating them the next day? And I, I like smiled and nodded. And I'm depression. like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I yeah. smiled and I'm like, I'm gonna consider this, but then I'm like, I'm gonna try and actually do the eating things, but like it's gonna be like granola bars and like yogurt. Right. Oh my god. You know, like yeah. people food and not like I. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I this, might, at, this might be this might be a fuego take, but uh, deviled eggs—they're fucking garbage. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I was gonna tell a story. So one time, oh I'm God. always on like, I'm hopping on trains a lot because I'm a London gal, mm-hmm. and I was waiting on the platform one time, and literally this, 
I noticed this guy was eating something and he was standing there and just pulled out an egg from his like coat pocket and started peeling it and eating it. People, yeah. Uh, and I like, <laughs> I was like, cowboy, take me away. I can't <laughs> do this. I could not stand next to this man and watch him eat an egg like Danny DeVito. And it was just a really tough time for yeah. me. Who could possibly blame you? <laughs> it's been a very trying time. There's, I feel like yeah. there's something specific about the hard-boiled egg that makes people think it's acceptable to, like... like <laughs> Nosh in public? Yeah. Like, you. I mean, you wouldn't just eat, like, an egg salad out of a, like, plastic bag in public. No. no you wouldn't. And he was, like, throwing the shells onto the, the tracks. Which is horrible. It's, it's waste. You're creating waste. Um, it's so weird. I'm sure it's biodegradable, no. but not onto concrete. <laughs> no. And I don't know how it deals with electricity. I don't want to find yeah. out. <laughs> I don't trust eggs. I don't trust a hard-boiled egg. I, I trust a soft-boiled egg, but not a hard-boiled egg. Because um, sometimes uh, my mom will make hard-boiled eggs and then put them back into the, the the carton and then I will try to make something with an egg and then just like get dried egg chunks everywhere because I tried to break it over Ooh. a bowl. Alright guys, I got great news. We've been talking about eggs for like six minutes and so I think we should get into the podcast. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree hard. <laughs> oh, it's not fucking called my bloody Easter, is it, bitch? <laughs> That is the worst I part wish, about I wish. Easter is is hard boiling eggs and then dyeing them and then like and that's like like coloring eggs is fine but then like you are left with the responsibility that this egg has to be eaten or just thrown away and that's such a waste of an egg what a waste of an egg anyway let's get into this <laughs> podcast before I lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> It's your number one uh, split uh, pre. It's your number one split uh, prequel. Is it? Yeah, I mean... Unbreakable, <laughs> like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the eggs are very breakable. <laughs> I would argue the eggs are known for their breakability. <laughs> None of you hard boil them. Um. Think about it. I mean... Anyway, can we please... <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm, I'm Blair. <laughs> and joining us uh, for the first time, finally, we've been, I've, been trying, I've been wanting to get Alex on for a while, but this is a uh, friend of the show, Alex. Hi, it's me, Alex. It's this one, it's Alex. <laughs> uh, Alex is uh, my co-host on uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, one of my many co-hosts, and uh, also uh, co-hosts the podcast uh, City Girls Make Do, which is the Sex and the City rewatch podcast that's like my fucking favorite. Yeah, and we just had Sarah on uh, last week. We were out we're recording this on Sunday, so we just have a new episode out today. Yeah, last week uh, I, last week was on when I was on when you said when you talked about getting jerked off by a Ninja Turtle. 
Yeah, and this week uh, the episode's called I Love Big Dick, so... so. I kind of see the theme <laughs> you're going for here. Um, um, it's Sex in the City for the new raunchy internet. Yeah. It's kind of impossible to watch Sex and the City and not make a dick joke. Sure. So It's just like yeah. a big dick joke, the show, right? <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I, mean, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's, he's hung, because that's why he's Mr. Big. Uh-huh. Exactly. I get it. Um, uh, so, mm. Alex, whenever we have someone on for the first time, we like to ask what their, uh, what, like, their growing up, with, like, what their introduction to horror movies was, and, like, what, like, your favorite subgenre is, and I know everyone listening has heard this a billion times, but, like, what we always say is that, you know, I was cut, I cut my teeth specifically on, uh, uh, Home Invasion, like, those are my steez, and Blair loves found footages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so for me, I was like, as a kid, I was terrified of horror movies. Um, but I would, lo- I loved like Scooby Doo. I loved like creepy shit for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Curse the very, dog shit. Yeah, I was very macabre as a child. And <laughs> you were goth. <laughs> I was like a goth. I was a little goth baby. <laughs> um, no, but literally, my mum used to always dress me in black, so I kind of was a goth baby. That's crazy. I love but, that. I love speaking, your mom. Speaking of her, I God, think I should. Blair, I don't think I told you this, but we tried to get Alex's mom on this podcast because <laughs> she's the person who got me into horror films. Because she kind of just made me watch them until I wasn't scared. Because sure. um, I remember once, like she's she's a huge fan of Stephen King, and she loves John Travolta. And Carrie was on TV, and I said, "Oh." We should record that, but I don't want to watch it because it'll be scary. She was like, no, you need to watch it with me. And <laughs> this is also like a couple of days after I got my first period. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. <laughs> the film focuses heavily on uh, menstruation and mother-daughter relationships. So I had a great time uh, watching that with my mother. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, it's so weird. Like... It, um but yeah <laughs> so after that i just was like as a teenager i was very into horror films and i i think for me i like a slasher right on. which is why i wanted to do this yeah, no. yeah this uh slasher is definitely a good uh a very good subgenre that i highly appreciate i feel i feel like there's not enough love for the simple slasher you know no it feeds our basic like desires <laughs> I just, like, I, I appreciate movies trying to do more, but, like, I also just kind of want sometimes just, like, a really dumb slasher movie, which is why I'm really excited to see, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? A uh, Hellfest? Sure, yeah. That looks mm-hmm. like, that looks like a, a, a slasher that isn't trying to say anything, isn't trying to do any, like, grandiose overarching plan or anything, just, like, we're gonna fucking string some people up and get ready. Nope. Yeah, like No, go ahead. If I want to be actually scared, I like something that's more psychological. Right. Yeah, something more cerebral. Yeah. But I'm also just like, oh, there's a bunch of like 30-year-olds playing teenagers getting killed and <laughs> yeah, running around give, naked. Yeah. You just need to give me some good kills and like I'm I'm there. Um in this movie, we need a f- I, I know I say this every <laughs> single fucking episode, but we do need a new final destination in this in this like state for this state of the country. We need a final destination to save us all. Yes. Oh, we actually do. I have a I have literally have like a scream and a final destination box set, which I watch all the time. Yeah, and <laughs> we have a we have a final destination alum in our movie today. Oh yeah. Oh, do we? Yeah, Axel. Oh yeah. The, 
Oh shit! Oh <laughs> he was in the God. first one. Yeah, yeah, he was. Was he um not Alex was... Browning? Was he? No, he was the like the jock guy. Oh, that annoying. guy, the guy who survived to the end until he got hit by the sign. Yeah. What the it's fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. Spoiler alert for a movie we did a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you can never be too careful. No, because you always get someone who's mad, and I'm like, this film is literally about 30 years old. <laughs> um, I don't know what you want me to do about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, so uh, for the uninformed, uh, we watched the movie uh, streaming it live on Friday. Um, yep, I was... we're doing that every Friday for the rest of this month. Yeah, uh, keep it tuned. Sometimes the most of the time the host, the the uh, the guest host will be there. Uh, but this is time in particular because uh, it was starting at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is about what three a.m. your time, Alex. It's like two. I was half asleep. I really didn't want to watch this film again. Yeah. <laughs> and who could blame you? <laughs> Honestly. But yeah, uh, most of the time on Fridays, our guests will be there if you tune in 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So I, and then we also have um, like little cocktails we've, we've, we've had put together for us for the movie. And I was, I went through two of these and I mixed them way too strong <laughs> during this movie. So that kind of made this um, an interesting experience for me. Um, I was one, I was 100% sober and not at all under the influence of any illicit substances, legal or otherwise. <laughs> Yeah. You cannot arrest me. Yep. Um, if you're a cop, you have to tell us, or it's entrapment. Um, yes. <laughs> but I was completely, oh I was completely 100 sober watching this movie. Yeah. If a cop listened to this, I would be shocked. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't think cops listen to podcasts. <laughs> have you? I've been kind of obsessed recently with watching um tiktok videos and there's a lot of cops on there for some fucking reason that is so crazy actually yeah because i saw a little some that have been like ripped from like the app itself and posted on tumblr and there was just like like a cop reacting to someone else's video and i was like full in uniform and i was like hello Excuse so me. So this is it's like it's like that one Tumblr post where someone like says that they screamed so loud that the uh, someone called the cops and the they uh the person when the cops came were like hey what's the problem the person was like homestuck and the cop was like oh shit there's an update yeah that's like <laughs> in real life and actually <laughs> it's it's like I don't know I don't know why you would <laughs> in full anyway this is not what we need to talk about <laughs> no but we are here to talk. We are here to talk about the fucking Patrick Lucier direction of My Bloody Valentine 3D. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, 101 minutes of not a lot. <laughs> now question, does that, does that name sound at all familiar to you? Here's a, here's a quick rundown of things that he has directed. Sorry, here's a, couple, here's a quick rundown of things he's directed. Um, Drive Angry. The 3D film with Nicolas Cage. Oh. I think this guy like works in 3D specifically. Oh yeah, because we need more of those, more of those directors yeah. who are just just really pounding down on the three dimensions. Dracula yeah, 2000. Like how, <laughs> it's like how Paul Thomas Anderson only shoots in film. Yeah, but like shit. <laughs> he also directed Dracula 2000, Dracula 2, Dracula 2, and Dracula 3, and White Noise: The Light. Oh my god, it's like he specializes in schlock. Yeah, oh my oh, god. Wow. We need to watch White Noise one of these years. <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, that's attractive. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had not seen the original version of this. Uh, uh, me neither. That's called a cinematic I... experience. 
Uh. Yeah, I I have seen the original. I was going to ask because I don't know. I, I just kept getting reminded of the original. Which yeah, because like they take the no- they take the names of everyone in the original for like this stuff, right? Because like Axel is the character in the original, and the original Axel is the ax the uh, the pickaxe murderer. Yeah, it's Axel, Axel, Sarah, and Tom. Tom's called TJ, but like Tom is his actual name. Right. Um, <laughs> the first twenty minutes of this movie is the original (laughs) and the valentine's day theme while still not being completely like connected makes more sense because the reason the miners get stuck in the mine is because everyone's at this valentine's day dance because the town is called valentine's bluff Mm -hmm. so it links up a little bit more yeah also I think it just does a couple of things better, but it's still, I mean, it's still trash. Right. Yeah. Like, it's still not great. So, let's, so this movie starts uh, about, like, with some newspaper headlines about, like, on Valentine's Day 1997, six miners were trapped in this, this, the town of Harmony in a mine. Yeah. Uh, And Harry Warden killed the other five people down there. And he was like, oh, I need, I need to get the most oxygen. Listen, either we all die or five of us die. That's the other thing which I want to ask you guys about, because I think the original does it better. In the original, he kills them because he's a fucking cannibal. Yeah. And like, we just needed oxygen. scarier, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Just like, make this, just make it gory. This film, this film has, the film is, I guess, more gory than the originals, but it cut out like the cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's the Wait. new millennium. Cannibalism's out. <laughs> Cannibalism is not out. I I I want to protest whatever movement is trying to uh, eradicate cannibalism from the public consciousness. <laughs> More cannibalism yeah. in cinema. I- I love cannibalism in cinema. Yes. But uh, Th- Tom Hammerger, aka Dean Winchester, is blamed for all of this because he is—he didn't vent the methane lines, and that made Tom- Harry Warden go not so, but so. Yeah. And then a year, then a year passes, and Harry Warden kills every single person in a hospital, and then leaves. Yes. And then goes to a <laughs> that goes to the mine where teenagers are partying. Like you know, you ever been invited to a party at the local mine shaft? Yeah, right. <laughs> You, you ever been invited to a party at a murder scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a thing that normal teenagers do. Um, I mean, uh-huh. to be fair, I did just rewatch Over the Garden Wall last night, and there is a scene in the ninth episode where uh, Sarah and uh, Jason Funderburker and friends go to the graveyard to hang out. Well, that's normal. Going to a graveyard is normal. Um, I mean, if you had a, like, a local big-name murder scene, I mean, I guess it's not that far off. It is pretty far off, because I mean, people were killed there. People aren't killed I mean, you're not there. wrong. <laughs> and, like, if they're teenagers, then their dads probably worked in the mine. They're, like, they, it's a small town. They probably knew people who were killed Yeah. There. Yeah. It's not, like, cool and edgy because it happened, like, 20 years ago. It's it, within recent memory. Um, so... It's very, very Yeah, strange. a year ago. But anyways, uh, so Harry Warden goes and kills everyone there again. Uh, oh, and then this... Tom, Sarah, and Axel, sur- and Irene survive. Irene is probably my favorite character because she's, like, introduced by saying, over the pants hand job, <laughs> which, I don't know, I feel like that would cause some burns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and this literally looks like an SNL skit of One Tree Hill. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like... Yeah, like, it, it looks like, uh, there's a really, <laughs> there's a really great scene where the, uh, they're in the mine, and it's t- 
Tom, Axel, and Sarah, I think. And they're, like, cowering in the shadows to, like, stay out of the, the mind man's uh, field of view. And then some other dipshit comes down and he's like, Hey, Tom, is that you in the mining costume? You're six feet taller than Dean Wynn. You're six feet taller than Jensen Ackles. But, I mean, you look about the same, so you must be Tom playing a prank. And then he gets his eye popped out. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is, a pickaxe is a very unique murder weapon that we don't see in horror movies very often. And this lets you set up a lot of interesting and unique kills. And, mm. and um, I, I think, you know, it follows through on a lot of it. In, in a lot of cases, um, I would say the the kills are probably the highlight of this film. Um, oh, easily. We're, yeah. I would not necessarily say that it's the plot or the acting. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, Jensen... Jensen the acting. We, we were discussing this on Friday, but like Jensen Ackles, we both agree that he's, like, he's not like a phenomenal actor, but he's like a good enough actor, and I think like he would be a talent of the screen if he was not so shackled to Supernatural. I mean, I don't blame him for being shackled to that. He's just, like, fucking... He just, like, shits money by showing up on set, right. but, like... Yeah. He spends this entire film just brooding. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what he does best. He's he good does- at it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's what, like- D- it's what Dean Winchester is allowed to do. It's the, it's the only acting he only... It's the only acting he knows how to do these days. <laughs> yeah. He is, like, a, a poor man's Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Um, oh wow yeah <laughs> yeah i kind of had that i was like oh because he's mumbling everything but i'm still like oh he's cute yeah. but he's not quite as likable as i would say as freddie prince yeah. is freddie prince is likable he's cute you know jensen ackles is like attractive but i'm not feeling it right the best thing i think about his entire presence here is the first scene he's in we're supposed to believe he's a teenager he looks like yeah the, the, he, he looks like dad like everyone's dad and it's not to say that the rest of the actors look particularly young either but he is given like a hundred percent dad energies i think he's like fully dressed like like a small town dad too which i understand is yeah. just like how men dress in small towns in general like once you hit like 16 you dress like a dad for the rest of your life but um he's 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 40 years old right now so at the release at the filming of this movie he would have been 30 which is still pretty old yeah yeah his his voice is so deep that i feel like he's gonna tell me off for breaking something (laughs) yeah i just feel like i I just feel like he's just gonna start saying sammy Sammy, <laughs> at any moment. Yeah. But I watched I watched seven fucking seasons of Supernatural, so like that's that's on me. Well, I mean, even if you've I never haven't watched... seen any, I feel yeah clean. But I mean, even if you haven't watched any of it, I feel like there's that immediate so- association. It was so hard to watch him in this movie. I would have to say, it's so yeah. distracting to watch him in this movie. Um, I, I feel like, like oh, we're gonna the same problem with House of Wax at the end of the month. Oh my god, that's gonna be. F- oh my god, <laughs> it's like a perfect little bookend. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I forgot what I was going to say, but that's fine. Um, it flash, it, uh, we get, we get a bunch of murders in the mine. It flash forwards to, um, ten years ten later. Ten years later. Um, and now... And, like, the, the thing is that, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie are, like, a movie on its own. Right. Because, like... It's we literally meet, we the meet, first movie. Yeah, we meet the two old <laughs> cops. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, Harry Wimberston is coming back to kill. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, my bloody Valentine, it's happened again. Um, it's the Star it's, it's Star Wars voice, it has happened again. Yeah. 
Which, why not just make it a sequel it? to the... F- just make it a sequel to the first film, then. Yeah. Well, there wasn't a My Bloody Valentine 2. Like, they needed to do, they needed to do like, a My Bloody Valentine 2 that was, like, a sequel to the first one. And they could make... Like, they needed to do that in, like, 2003, 2004. And then in 2008, they could make this one, My Bloody Valentine 3. Yeah. B. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Sarah's got the right idea here. <laughs> Um, that was that was like that was like the thing in like this time in like that the mid two thousands though wasn't it just like making the third movie like it's this time Shrek three D yeah you, see have see? you ever seen have you ever seen Shrek four D because I think that was only at like Universal Studios <laughs> is that the one with Smellovision <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, did y'all see the wild thornberries with Smellovision <laughs> oh god no I wish uh, I did oh my god. I think I saw Bugs Life with smell vision and uh, <laughs> that was just a thing movies were trying for a while, yeah, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, like oh boy, scratch this one and sniff to smell Nigel Thornberry's stinky feet. People, it's just so <laughs> it's just so crazy to me that people are still doing 3D in like the year of our Lord 2018 uh, because like it's the tackiest and also pretty expensive thing you can do, like. I just don't... And, and like, I probably have with this film is that everything looks flat yeah. because There's they some... had to shoot it with special cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, so they, everything... something's, something's popping at the camera, like, every five seconds, even if it's, like, mm-hmm. nothing particularly lethal. Like, one of the characters throw, throws a, throws an unloaded gun at someone else later, and, like, uh, that's got to be in 3D. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... <laughs> Um, so basically, uh, not a lot happens. We basically follow Tom Watts's dick around the town as he like negotiates selling the mines, and then people get killed, and then he's also at the crime scene when people get killed. So it's like, ooh, this is suspicious, I guess. And it's supposed to be like a red herring. Um, but spoilers for the yeah. end of the movie, it's like not for some reason, and he's actually It's not a red herring, and every single person in the town was right about him, which is, I guess, the subversion yeah. of the original movie in which Axel was the killer, but also, like, okay. You, it would, you wouldn't be thrown unless you had seen the original movie and yeah. thought it was going to be Axel. Right. Who I fucking hated in this oh film. Oh, my God. He... Was like I wanted him to die he's, so badly. He's so shitty to his is Sarah his wife at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. so shitty to Sarah, his wife, and Megan, his uh, lover, his covert lover, who he fucks out in an abandoned cabin, which is super and romantic. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like if you're gonna be cheating on your wife, at least like the person you're cheating on her with. Yeah, yeah. He like fucking like hates you're just her. you're just going through the motions at that point. Like you're just cheating without like any. Re- <laughs> Listen, don't cheat. But don't if you're gonna, cheat. do it right. But if you're gonna, do it with someone you love. <laughs> exactly. At least have a little bit of passion. Yeah. yeah. But don't cheat. Yeah. Yeah, don't he's cheat. Such... And then he's getting jealous of Sarah and Tom, and I'm like, but you've been cheating, so what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, he just seems to be like an angry, violent piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, brief aside, they... Uh, Sarah and uh, Axel have a very nice house with a uh, a housekeeper, like a personal assistant slash housekeeper slash child sitter. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um. On a what is Sarah's like a nurse and Axel is like a sheriff. 
No, Sarah works. Sarah, I was like the local grocery store. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense then. I must have missed that detail. But I'm still like, this is a bit of a luxury for a small town. Yeah. Like, that'd be weird, right? Like, if you live in a small town, you're like, I need a personal trainer. It's like, oh, hey, this is, this is, this is Jessica from down the road. She, uh, hi, Jess. Hi, here's. Like, it'd just be weird, wouldn't it? I mean, like, to hire someone you knew yeah. as, a per- as, like, a personal... It'd be... Well, and literally everyone is white and she's called Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. And is, like, also, Latina. Yeah. It's just, like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, very strange. Um, I don't... I wouldn't say it's within, like, it stretches my belief at all. But it's also, like, why am I being, like, why is this included? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just have, why not just have a, a sexy babysitter? That feels more in line with the film. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I can get that. And then I can, he could be having an affair with her. Yeah, I can then, rock with a sexy babysitter. Yeah. A sexy why isn't babysitter Megan just the that babysitter? he's sleeping with? <laughs> why, is, why isn't Megan just the sexy babysitter? Right, exactly. Saves money, too. Right. Yeah. Everyone, why aren't we producers? Right? Why aren't we making these <laughs> schlocky, horrible movies? We could do, we could make bad movies, but better, Right. Yeah, a better bad Okay, movie. by the way, I, I just don't check the Wikipedia. Sarah is not the owner of the grocery store. She is a manager. Um, what? what? So okay, Axel, Axel's a cop and Sarah is a manager at a grocery store and they are able to afford a really nice house like that and a housekeeper. Okay. Okay. I mean, old money, maybe, but also what? <laughs> it's That is fucking insane to me. <laughs> okay, fine. You know what? Okay. It's a film. It's, I can't get worried too much yeah. about it, but also, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. But so we meet, uh, we, we, we meet up back with Irene again, who was one of the girls who survived the original massacre at the, um, on, uh, on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, th- this does not, I completely forgot that this movie, like, takes place on Valentine's Day. Like, the, the heart boxes is the only thing that's, like, doing anything about it. Like, there's no, like, store decorations, there's no, like, oh, Valentine's Day, gotta get it. Yeah. Like in the town, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing is like it's like it's like it's like Halloween it's covered with hearts. Yeah, yeah like it's yeah. like Halloween. It's like very much like the entire environment is about the fact that it's on Halloween. And granted, it's a different story. And granted, it's John Carpenter or Rob Zombie, depending on which one you're watching. Yeah. But like, it's still at least like Halloween e around. Like this doesn't feel like winter. Yeah, yeah. No, not even like this is this is winter. Right. Mind you, this is winter. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And this is I'd February. Imagine, and aren't they, I think they're kind of meant to be like up north somewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all very, very strange. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. basically the only indication we get that it's Valentine's Day is in like the flashback, I guess, when like the, the hospital murder happens. And then this one, one of the cops is like, it's like, I what a fucking valentine's day or something because there's hearts drawn in blood on the walls and i'm like and there was also like a dis uh, a, a a a heart taken out of someone's chest and put inside a valentine's candy box yeah and that's done like a couple of times yeah and it's yeah i'm like well okay and then it's like i, I kind of expect i said this uh when we were watching it but i kind of expected this movie to be sexier than it is and it's just there's no yeah speaking of sexy tom checked into a motel where his where his friend from 10 years ago irene is fucking some neo-nazi named steve yeah <laughs> can we talk about this scene because it blew my yes. mind <laughs> I was like, are we allowed to stream this on rabbit.com? <laughs> so so we meet Steve. 
we meet Steve, who looks like a skinhead neo-Nazi. Right. Let's start there. Yes. Let's, let's, can we all come to a common ground on that? Yeah, so yeah he does not look trustworthy. He's completely bald and then has that very specific like beard situation. Yes, yes. He looks he looks like David He looks like if Davis Orini went to the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bald member goatees, not a good no, look. Never. Oh, it's like you're like yeah. cosplaying as the devil. <laughs> and he's got like tattoos and I'm just like I don't trust like this. No, no. But um so they they fuck and uh fucking Irene is wearing like platform heels. Oh, which is I, like I mean, like if you have a heels fetish, you don't get off to platforms. Oh yeah, they're you get like, off to they're stilettos. Like wedges. Yeah, yeah. No one, which no is, one who's horny for high heels is beating their meat to wedges. It's it's, it's like stiletto. Stilettos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stilettos or nothing. Yeah. Like, like okay, for starters, that, like, that, like that that is predicating the fact that like there is a reason to be having sex with shoes on to begin with, which is like what the fuck? She is completely one hundred percent tits out. Like everything out naked. She's not even wearing hose, and she's still at her heels on though. Yeah, I mean it happens. It's not outside the realm of possibility, but not. It happens, but, but like but not in a beachy wedge. <laughs> no, not in a beachy. Like, in February. In February. In February. It's like at least be wearing boots, wear thigh highs. It's, it's it's like it's like the 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 shoes the actress walked on set with. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but this is, this is like a nice stylish wedge to like do some acting in. Um, well, they'd be quite comfy. Right. Yeah. You have to stand around I all mean, day. they're practical. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, she's like, a, she's like the thinking man's, the, the thinking man's girl. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so, so there's like a kerfuffle. Um, yeah, because because Steve has been taping. Right, the whole thing. Yeah. And she's pissed And off she's like, what that. the fuck, Steve? So she pulls a gun out of her bag and walks out of the... She walks- pulls a gun out. Why? I was watching this and I was like, okay, her boobs are out. Oh, her vagina is out. Oh, she has a gun in her bag. Oh, she's going to shoot this guy. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she walks outside f- into the motel parking lot to follow Steve into his truck. Full pussy out. Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, like, yeah. she is wearing nothing but these platform heels, these wedge heels, and is just full tits out, pussy out, and it's like, Steve, I'm gonna shoot you. And he, Steve okay. is like, that's not fucking loaded, my good bitch. <laughs> I was reading the IMD <laughs> trivia, because of course I was, mm-hmm. and apparently this was the actress's request. That she'd be fully naked? So she'd be fully naked because she was meant to like throw a sheet on her, but it would fall every single take. So she just said, I'll be naked. And I was like, who does that? Um, Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, no way. But also kind of loving the energy of just like gun, like (laughs) gun in hand, fully naked. About to Gun in hand, pussy out. I was, yeah, I was sitting there like, good for her. Right? You know, I'm looking this up on Wikipedia. I'm looking up all the actors, and like, Kara Smith, who played Axel, and Betsy Rue, who played Irene, both had both did episodes of NCIS. I'm wondering if that's like a theme for like. I feel like just every actor, every small name actor who's been on NCIS. Well, this is just like a graveyard for television actors. This movie, yeah, I guess graveyard yeah. is probably not the appropriate word because uh, nobody died. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but it is no. very much, uh, you have your pick of basically any television actor you like. Ah, you get your pick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Axe. Pick, oh, I see. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is one of the things I miss about how, you know how there would be like a yearly slasher? Now I think we have like random teenagers who, I don't know who they are. They're from like Musical.ly or something. Mm-hmm. But back in, <laughs> but like back in the day it would be like some <coughs> B or C list actor. Yeah, like wasn't, from, wasn't yeah. one of the Paul brothers in Unfriended 2? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch a movie with someone from YouTube in it. Yeah. Okay, except I kind of want to watch a movie with which someone I was from listening. YouTube. Is the thing. I mean, the thing is that I do love to watch Smiley. Smiley is my favorite movies of all time. And, like, that movie is stocked to the brim with YouTube in. Yeah. I was listening to that the other day, and I was like, oh, God, I really need to see that film. <laughs> um, I've, se- I've seen it no less than five times. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Um, I remember the first time I watched it, I felt like I was like, going through some sort of fever dream like and the people like i had experienced it with we were just like a, co- a collective hallucination throughout the whole movie because it is yep, that crazy yep. <laughs> you know what you know what other movie you streamed once that gave me that exact same vibe mm. noobs oh noobs <laughs> what the fuck is noobs? <laughs> oh hey you remember jason muse from uh clerks of course yes he, okay so he plays a video game online and he's going to a tournament to win it all. Yeah. <laughs> we are, if, you, if you listen to our ill-fated podcast, One Star Cinema, which I don't think is even on podcatchers anymore. Yeah. Um, we, we documented it extensively. But it's got, it's got Jason Mewes. It's got Moises Arias, who you may remember as Rico from Hannah Montana. <gasps> it's, got, it's got Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda Williams, in it. Oh my goodness. I love Zelda. Yeah, me too. This is not a good movie for her. <laughs> no. Uh, John Grease, uh, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, he was in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's your who's who's of who? <laughs> it's your who's who's of who? <laughs> it's your who's who of, oh, I've seen you before. Yeah. So she chases Steve out. This is the part I was talking about earlier with, like, the 3D gun throw. Because, like, she, Steve's like, I know that gun's not loaded, Irene. And she's like, fuck you, Steve. And throws the gun at him and it, like, goes all 3D. Mm-hmm. And it hits him in the forehead. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Then, then he opens the uh, his, the door to his truck to get inside. And the uh, axe man is there. Yeah. And straight through the dome with the pickaxe. Yes. Axe. 100% through the top, like, your fucking... It, like, made, like, it, he looked like, when, remember that episode of Spongebob where all of them get, like, superpowers and Squidward is uh, Krakatoa and he's got, like, the, the hat with the lava on it yeah. with the volcano? He looks like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, um, I mean, he's dead. He shouts so. crack, he he Krakatoa and, like, presses his hands to his temples and, like, gray matter splurts out of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing I forgot to mention is he's wearing jeans with no underwear in. Again, with, I don't know, I feel, uh, the friction. I, I'm not loving it. The diction. Yeah. Oh. Diction is something else. <laughs> um, I don't like it either way. <laughs> Whatever you call it, it's not, I don't want to think about it. It's just like, no. you are, with jeans specifically, um, you are, you are, um, you're running a risk anyway because they're so coarse, you know. But you don't mm. you don't want to you don't want to run that specific risk. That's that's a that's an important area to keep safe. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're you're not getting that diction with coarse uh, with coarse jeans. <laughs> um, uh, <gasps> oh. and um, 
uh, yeah, so then the, the, the pickaxe dude chases this poor woman into the motel um, where she's still fully nude. It's literally that scene from, like, the first scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> she's just running. Because she, like, runs into the motel and then hides and I'm like, you're running into danger she like grabs a phone and like doesn't call on and uh, like doesn't call anyone on it um yeah it just doesn't her options don't make sense yeah to well me, yeah she, but... she runs into the motel doesn't even close the door which i understand you probably wouldn't stop him but it seems like the least you could do mm. like it just like you know <laughs> we'll have this temporary barrier between me and death um <laughs> yeah um and then she poorly hides in a closet, as I recall. Or, no. Under, under the, bed. the bed. Yeah, she hides under the bed. And then the, 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 the woman who owns the motel with dwarfism, has, who has a little dog, mm-hmm. um, the, she gets speared uh, from... She gets, like, just speared entirely on the, uh, the pickaxe, like, from taint to stern. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, you know... Dracula impaled. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I did like this kill, though, because I did like the idea, like, the image of someone dangling from the ceiling because they have, like, pickaxe all the way through their torso. Um, I guess like is a pretty strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a cool kill. It's interesting. I didn't, yeah, I didn't love any of the kills. There was one I liked right at the beginning where someone gets a shovel through their face. Yeah. Yes, that was good. That was very good. When someone like, gets their shovel through their face, like, the top half of their head is, like, still on the shovel. Yeah. And their body collapses. Yeah. Because the, the, the shovel is, like, implanted into the tree. Yeah. There's there's some interesting stuff that. going on here, but for yeah. the most part... But anyways, yeah. um, Irene uh, uses the bed frame to protect herself, which has a bunch of holes in it, which is, like, perfectly sized for a pickaxe to slide through. <laughs> And she just gets, and she just gets one in the tummy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and then, um, I just, yeah, her heart gets cut out as well. Yeah, because I mean that's just what you do. Well, why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> um, it's just very. I was just like, she she pick, picked up that bed frame, and I'm like, you you cannot possibly expect this to actually protect you, like. You're trapping yourself further is the thing, you know? Um, it's mm. insanity. <laughs> um, so, uh, by way of security cameras, uh, Tom is spotted at the scene of the crime. So now he is a yeah. suspect. But the, but he's just like, no, I was just there to take a nap because I have nowhere to stay. Right. And you didn't hear anyone getting murdered? Right. Like, three people got killed. You didn't hear anything? Sometimes you just sleep he's... really hard, you know? I mean, he is seen with this, like, bottle of pills a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, to, is that like, I guess, is that, like, backwards confirmation that, like, oh, he needs this to keep his brain problems in check? Um, yeah, he has he has fake movie mental illness. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has pickaxe man Which disease. doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, I had a cousin who had pickaxe man disease. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Ax- Axel gets uh, one of the heart-shaped boxes with Irene's heart in it. Uh, and then Tom goes down to the mines for... I don't know. What's the reason in the movie that he goes down into the mines with that dude who gets, like, axed? Um, um, I think he was going to, like, survey it for, for selling. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. 
But then the guy Red gets the the axe mur- the, the the murder man shows up and j- j- Tom is trapped in a wire cage and despite all his rage he's still just a dean in a cage. Yeah. Haha. Uh, and <laughs> it's weird because we get this thing with um the miner like they're mirroring each other and he locks him in and it's a metaphor in case you didn't get it. Yeah. Like in case you don't have, you know, 180 IQ like I do. Right. Yeah. We, oh, you need you, to have a very... you watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. I'm Pickawax. <laughs> I'm Pickawax Rick. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this kills the Sarah. I think I killed her. I killed her. Oh. God, now I'm now I'm the miner. Now you're the axe man. Now you've got pickaxe disease. Oh. Pickaxe man disease. <laughs> <laughs> Alex has man hook hand car door. Man hook hand hook car door. It's so sad. I hear it's like terminal. It's fatal. <laughs> it's it's actually it is fatal, but it's fatal to other people. Oh, I see. Okay. Um. Okay. So the rest of the movie happens. <laughs> Yeah, it, so... It kind of is just turn- like that, though, right? It's just like... Well, I mean, because the thing is, like, Tom is like, oh, that was Harry War- Harry Warblestein, and uh, the, <laughs> the, the mayor, Ben the mayor uh, ben Foley, is uh, the sheriff, uh, Tom's dad, and Ben, a local mayor guy, killed and buried Warden after the murder spree because they didn't want to, they didn't have, like, arrest things, they couldn't arrest him. Mm-hmm. And they sh- How they, sh- they not arrest him? They show him his empty girl. I don't know. I don't know. They must have forgotten to give him his Miranda rights or something because he is, like, explicitly just killed. He's, like, explicitly killing people. But anyways, he's dead, like, dead in the ground. And Tom is like, well, what the fuck? Right. And then, and then Warden, and then Warden kills Ben and Megan and Rosa and their son and Sarah's son, Burke. I think I don't know. Right, the son doesn't die. No, it's her this... dad. Who the fuck is Burke? Oh no, he's. It's know. it. It literally well, is that's... like, I I I kept I kept feeling like the end was soon to this movie. Um, and, and then I moused over it, and it was there was still an hour. Left. Right. No, and it's like yeah, it's like it's not like it's a long movie. It just, and it's not like it feels so it feels long. So long. It just... Yeah. Um, and you would, and the, the first half and like the first half of it is fine. It's fine uh, because there's like plenty of murder happening. But I feel like they blew their load way too soon, and the rest of it is just kind yeah. of like a crime drama. And I'm like, that's not what I came here for. There, there is a good yeah. scene in the police station when uh, Megan and Sarah are trying to escape from the murder man. And they, like, cr- start crawling out this very small window. And, like, I see that window, like, barely opening. And I'm like, oh, that's going to cut her head off. Or, like, they need to slice her in half or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she gets all the way out. And then is like, wait, no, pull me back in. The guy's out here. The guy's out here. And then she gets dragged away and killed. Yeah. Um, uh, that was very good. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought that was fun. Yeah, the thing that annoyed me about this being, like, a, a crime drama was... I don't know, the time frame felt weird because yeah. I wasn't sure if this was happening all in one day. Yeah. But I'm like, but so the, call the FBI. Yeah. The next part... <laughs> this is a case for the FBI. So Tom, to so, so Tom goes up to Sarah and Tom's like, hey, Axel's not who you think he is. And then Axel calls Sarah and is like, hey, Tom's not who you think he is. 
And then Sarah crashes the car and leaves Tom in the in Axel because Axel's like he's been in a mental institution for th- seven years. He's crazy. Whoa! And oh. Sarah's like, I don't know who to believe. And she cr- makes the car crash and goes to Axel's cabin in the woods and finds a bunch of heart boxes. And it's like, oh shit, Axel really is the killer. And then they go down to the mines with Sarah, Tom, and Axel. And Tom reveals that he knows too much. And Sarah's like, wait, you're the killer. And then he has a vision of the axe man coming to get him and it's revealed through a flashback that the trauma of seeing the murderers and then finding the grave made him develop an alternate personality where he what he is the axe man now yeah he wasn't originally but he's the axe man now yeah um that's how mental illness works actually yeah that is actually how it works if you'll check the tapes (laughs) your honor um there's nothing I mean it's kind of similar to like the original ending uh where Axel was revealed to be the killer. Right. But I don't know I feel like this is tackier because it's 20 years later and it's like we yeah, should know better. You should know now. better in right. 2008. Yeah. But I mean to be fair Split came out in 2017 so like Ooh, scary. Yeah. DID. Yeah. It's like But I feel like classless. this is this is just so much like clumsier than anything I've yeah. ever seen before. Because I was like, uh, I, it was just happening, and I was like, uh-huh, okay, this, okay, really? Because the, the shot, the editing, just he's like, it's like he's like whipping his head around, and I'm like, oh, so this is how he's crazy. He's got the whip in the head around disease. Um, it's just, I, and then and then he kills everyone, I guess. I don't know. He, try, he tries to, and then he, uh, then there's a cave-in again, and he murders a rescue worker and escapes dressed as a rescue worker, and that's the end of the movie. Ooh. <laughs> the other thing is he's he's also been shot through the stomach and was just yeah, but he's like fine. That that only is gonna push. That, that's only. I mean, that's only. I mean, that could potentially lay you out if you're a fucking pussy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, there's this great bit where because Sarah doesn't know if it's Axel or Tom who's the murderer until like Tom outs himself. Yeah, and. Axe is just like, okay, well, there's only one solution. Shoot us both. Great. <laughs> I was losing my mind at him just being like, oh, I'll just kill us both. Yeah, yeah at like, that point, at, that was the point where I was like, oh, this is just, this is literally just fucking uh, a reverse version of the, uh, holy shit, the baby getting cut in half. What? King Solomon? King Solomon, okay. thank you. Jesus like, Christ. Hello? <laughs> Sounds really dark when you put it like. That. Yeah, the ba- this is like a reverse version. Like it's it's scor- it's a scorched earth policy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'd rather um, I mean, he's basically. I mean, it's kind of the same idea though, where it's like you know, I'd rather you be safe and just be like kill both of us. I'd rather you be sure to be safe than be than take a chance than than choose wrong. Yeah, from a logical sound standpoint, you... it's sound. <laughs> yeah. But like, imagine your husband just being like. Kill yeah. me. Kill me, babe. Yeah. I don't care. Just fucking yeah. kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm make just a plot device in this film anyway, so don't worry about it. It's not like this. Better stuff. do it in one hit. Yeah. So that's that's okay. my bloody Valentine 3D. Yeah. So um, let's do ratings. On a scale of zero to five, uh, on a scale of zero to five, uh, pussy outlooks. How many pussy outs you give in this movie? <laughs> Um, I would give it a two. A two? A two, yeah. 
Um, I would say. Yeah. How much yeah. fun did you have watching it? Though I guess Schlocktober always winds up rating on two different scales. Where it's like, as, a, as an actual movie, this is like a one, if that, for me. But like, as far as like watching it goes, like there was just so much fucking buck wild shit happening every ten minutes that I was like, I was having a blast. Yeah, I think it but, went downhill after the pussy out moment. I yes, would yes. agree. Yeah. Uh, also, don't watch this movie sober. Don't watch this movie without friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say this is a. As, as a cinematic experience, um, this one's a movie. You know what? <laughs> I, it's, got, it's got actors, it's got production, it's got editing. It was filmed, and um, probably in theaters, uh, definitely in theaters since it was in 3D, uh, passes as a movie. Um, probably actually is a movie. Um, so I feel like that earns it at least two points for being a movie. <laughs> That's that's fair. So I feel like some of the movies we're gonna watch this year like aren't even gonna become a movie. Yeah. Like some of the movies we watched last year were not movies. <laughs> like uh, hashtag horror. That was not a movie. Stop. Hashtag horror is a work of art. That's why it's not a movie. It's a <laughs> okay, cinematic. Okay. The lock in. It's a. <laughs> oh, the lock in. Was the lock in a movie? The lock in was not a movie. That was a shared hallucination. Um, <laughs> I need to watch the lock in again. Alex, have you seen the lock in? Um, no. It's a found footage movie about two kids, about three kids who find a porno magazine and then they get trapped in like the hell dimension of their lock-in overnight thing at the Mm -hmm. church. Oh my god! It's a Christian. It's a Christian anti-porn horror movie. Oh wow! Okay, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, want to move into questions? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. We got question. This one from at sane underscore intolerant Thrasher Shark. Wants to know, have y'all realized that you're starting this month off with one Supernatural boy and finishing off with another? We did. Yeah. Also, what is the most egregious 3D effect you've ever seen in a theatrically re- theatrically released movie? Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. I, we talked about some at the start. Um, I watched uh, the, the last 3D movie that I remember watching. Uh, no, the first 3D movie I ever saw was Spy Kids 3D, and that movie's got some <gasps> egregious shit. I was going to say, that's the only 3D movie I like. Um, I guess all of that. All of that's fantastic. That's a good movie. Sure. Uh, I also watched... <laughs> I, the, the last 3D movie I remember actually seeing with the glasses was uh, Jim Carrey's uh, Christmas Carol. Um, I think I saw that Tangled wasn't... in 3D. How was that? Um, I don't remember it super well. This was, like, my freshman year of high school, so a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, like, th- I feel- God, that's... Damn, Tangled's old. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm interested in 3D being used as, like, a medium, but not as, like, a gimmick. Oh, I saw Avatar in 3D. That movie was egregious in 3D. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I've seen, a, I've seen like, a couple of, like, superhero movies in, like, IMAX 3D. Really? I can't imagine wanting to do that. Like, like I go up I there and, like, Spider-Man's, it. like, swinging around and it's in 3D and I just fucking yards. Like, there's already enough <laughs> going on on the screen in Marvel movies these days. Yeah. I would have watched Black Panther in 3D. I'll say that. I wouldn't have. Mm. <laughs> no way. I hate 3D. Um, Michael's B. Jordan. Yes, please. Okay, but... Oh, I see his little nipples and <laughs> Oh, my God. You I rescind like like, like, my answer. Um, I'm going to... Every, th- every, every little bump that he has, like, on his body for all the murders that he did as Killmonger. Yeah. Uh, all those in eye-popping, jaw-dropping 3D. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I think my favorite thing to do, though, is watch... Like this movie, watch 3D movies and not 3D. 
Um, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Final Destination. Oh, Final Destination Four has some ones. Yeah. No, that that one's. Oh. I was. That was the other thing that came to mind. Also, did Saw do a 3D movie, or am I totally making that up? Yeah. Saw 3D was the last night. Was the last uh, Saw movie. So Saw Seven was Saw 3D. Yes. And then there was Jigsaw. Yeah. There was Jigsaw. Don't you ever forget yeah. Jigsaw. Oh yeah, I Don't know. You, no, Sarah. sorry. The last. God damn it. It was the last one that was just called Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, Saw is in Jigs. Anyways, I digress. Want to go to recommendations? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's, uh, Alex, you want to start us off? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with a pretty obvious pick and say Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. Sure. Ooh, that's juicy. Just, yeah, I was, because, like, Oh, when I was watching this, I kept getting songs from that stuck in my head. Uh, so I listened to it last night, and I was like, oh, this is good. I remember why I really love this like album, this band. Um, I love a bit of Shoegaze. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe it's... Yeah. I, actually, I think it's pronounced Shoegazi. Yeah, every time I, I, I see Fugazi. the Shoegaze, I think about that like green text post or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like a fucking idiot. I've been pronouncing Shoegaze wrong my entire life. Um, it's really funny. How did you pronounce it? <laughs> like Fugazi. <laughs> it's so good. Um, nice, yeah. That's a good recommendation. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be, uh, go ahead and sit yourself down and watch Over the Garden Wall. Oh, yeah. Solid. Uh, I, I, I watched it for the first time, and it's not going to be the last of this season, uh, with Andrea last night, mm-hmm. and it's really fucking good. There is some, jo- like... There are some jokes that just hit me in the fuck like in the fucking funny bone every damn time, and I also cried at the end of it. Yeah, it's like Aww. cold weather is not something I look forward to, but I always look forward to over the garden wall season, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, Blair, what you got? I sometimes I forget that this is a part we do on the show, so I'm kind of like scrambling for like what is a thing I like that I haven't already talked about. Um, let's see, I've been doing a lot of albums recently. Um, I can do another. I can do another album. Um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, uh, you know how in Over the Garden Wall, there's like a Neutral Milk Hotel reference, kind of because of yeah, where where Greg wears a drum. Yeah, yeah. Listen to in, in the over in the airplane over the sea. It's good. <laughs> You know, I made that joke. That good. I made that joke to Andrea while we were watching it, and she didn't get it. Oh no, she should wa- she should listen to it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Fear Bang, the first of our Schlocktober, the first Schlocktober bites of the dust. Oh <laughs> no, not anything. Uh, Alex, we're gonna have to kill you now. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for killing me. <laughs> Um, uh, Alex, uh, where can people find you? Thank you so much for being on the show, by the way. Oh, thank you for having me. We're going to have um, you on so... again sometime soon for a good movie. <laughs> thank you. Um, I was thinking I could do a good Hammer Horror, if you want a good British perspective. Oh my god, have you guys done the Wicker Man yet? Yes, we have. Wait, which Wicker Man? Oh, yeah. The first one. Yeah, I, we did that. Uh, Blair wasn't on for it, but uh, I did it with uh, a friend of the show, Andy. Oh, okay. I'll listen to that one then. Um, anyway, yeah, so people can find me on Tumblr as Dork Phoenix. And yeah, like we said at the top, I'm a host on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. 
and on City Girls Make Do, mm-hmm. which we had the lovely Sarah on. And it was a great episode, so I would Yay. recommend listening to that. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> um, if you want to find me elsewhere, I'm at SunHatZenya on Twitter, ChiaSetsNakas on Tumblr, and I'm going to be streaming a lot this week to make up for the fact that I didn't stream at all for the last two weeks, I've been sick. Uh, that's also SunHatZenya on Twitch. Uh, our sister podcast, The Wonder Geeks, uh, we're recording an episode in about an hour mm-hmm. about the Andalite Chronicles, and I'm fucking excited to talk about those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And also, like I said, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Uh, $1 a month gets you uh, access to our polls and our bonus content. Uh, $5 a month gets you a message right on the show. $10 a month makes you lets you demand a movie that we watch. Um, and we also read your name at 5 and $10. So thank you to Michael Kaiser, Sophie, the cool Sophie, Kit, and Paul Bechtel. Thank you very much. We love you more than anyone else. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to support, if you also want to check us out, we're at Fearbaiting on Twitter. Yes. Um, I try to use the Tumblr a little bit more. Um, yeah. I want to make it prettier because it's pretty ugly yeah. right now. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a living. <laughs> um, that's also fearbaiting.tumblr.com. Uh, um, yeah, but thank you so much for listening. Um, we will see you next week, but sooner than that, we will see you next Friday at 9 EST, where we will be watching, um, oh my god, what movie are we watching next? <laughs> no, we're watching The Haunting with friend of the show, Gage. Oh, yes. Uh, to, we're watching the 1999 The Haunting with uh, Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> done. Podcast is <laughs> over. <laughs> no more plugging anything. We're done. Um, thank um, you so much for listening. Oh, yeah. Also, also, uh, don't forget to go to our Twitter and vote on our poll for uh, Junius's episode. We've got uh, Halloween Resurrection, Hellraiser Revelations, uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Friday the 13th, 2009, the remake. Yeah. Um, all great. God, if you picks. get Friday the 13th, if you get Friday the 13th, 2009, you've got two Jared Palaki. What? Whatever. Wait, name. he's in that? Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. Okay. Oh yes. no. Oh no, he's the star of that movie. <laughs> Anyways. I love Sarah. Uh, okay, I'm just saying, okay, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And I'm Alex. And remember. I, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Bye. <laughs>